Hello and welcome to the September 19th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today, and of course, it is always wonderful to be out there with you as well. So now, if I sound like I'm in a bit of a better mood today, there is a reason for that, and I will tell you that I certainly am, and I am not going to relate it to any kind of a mood swing, I'm not going to say that I am manic. I'm not going to say that I am hypomanic. Uh, what I want to say is that I have enhanced my mood and avoided any kind of a mood swing today because I made a change. And I'm going to describe that change to everybody today. Um, and I'm hoping that we can come up with a couple of ideas, some more solutions to help us make a few changes in our lives, basically addressing our daily routines, because I really feel in my heart that the more we address our routines and the more stability we have in our lives, the more stable we become in terms of our mood. So let me start by saying this. I, I got home late last night from work, or at least I got home from work and um, my wife had to run right out to her job, which in turn once again caused Mr. Joe to be unable to go to a fitness center or a gym to work out and exercise. And my, my routine in terms of exercise has been really, really off lately. Uh, I, as those of you who have listened to the podcast, you will know that I have gotten back into the gym. I was a very, very large man at one point in my life, and I was never overweight, but I was a person that abused anabolic steroids for many, many years of my life, and I used working out as not only a means of coping with stress, but a means of coping with my bipolar disorder in terms of my overall confidence, and what I mean by that is because I was always concerned about my appearance, because I was always trying to impress others, because I, for the most part, walked around in a mode of hypersexuality my entire life, going to the gym was a very important part of my life because what I would say to myself is if I don't work out, I don't look good, I don't get big, and the women won't like Mr. Joe. And the most important part about living is making the women like Mr. Joe. Well, I've gotten away from that mentality. As a matter of fact, when I hurt my neck a few years ago, I stopped going to the gym for about three and a half years. And there were times in my life where I took a couple of years off here and there. I believe I had one other situation in which I did not go to the gym for about three years. Uh, that was probably around the time of my suicide attempt. I think shortly after that, when I went on a whole host of medications that ultimately did not work for me, I 
stayed away from the gym. I will say, though, at that point in time, I was probably the, the heaviest I ever was. And while it was not muscular weight, I was certainly very large in terms of bloated because of, number one, the way that I ate while I was on a heavy dose of Suboxone. Uh, for some reason, Suboxone always made me crave treats. And I am not a sugar guy. I am not into cookies and cake and any of that stuff. But Suboxone always gave me that feeling like I wanted to eat that stuff in combination with the fact that I was on eight different psychotropic medications at the time, most of which made me very heavy. I believe Depakote really did a number on me in terms of my overall weight. So um, th that particular time in my life, I did not go to the gym. And like I said, I had a three-year, three-and-a-half-year hiatus from the gym as of recent and it wasn't up until, I believe, June. What are we in now? June, July, August. So about June-ish, I believe. Might have even been towards the end of June. I started going back to the gym. And it's never been consistent for me because of the simple fact that my wife and I both have very hectic schedules. Whether I was working at my old place of employment or my new one, and especially my new one, the gym has been nearly impossible because I, I walk in my door about 5.30 and my wife runs right out the door. Now, if she only has to work for an hour or so, great. She's home by 6.40. We eat dinner by 7 o'clock. I'm out at the gym, 7.15. But by the time I get home, it's 8.15, 8.30. Then I got to iron my clothes for work. Before I know it, I'm back in bed. It's just a nightmare. And... Forget it. Uh, last night when I walked in, you know, my wife didn't get home until about 7 o'clock. So by the time we eat, and it, it was just an absolute nightmare. So Mr. Joe decided that because I have been forced to work a 9 to 5, and apparently there is no leeway on that. And listen, I know I could call my boss and ask him at any time, can I come in and do a 7 to 3 or an 8 to 4? As a matter of fact... I think that I could probably even get approval to change my schedule from a 9 to 5 to something like an 8 to 4 and uh, maybe even a 7 to 3, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want, I've asked for enough favors from this man and I've only been there for close to three weeks, not even. And, uh, you know, everybody else at the office, they all work from 9 to 5, so... I really want to be a part of this organization, and I'm going to be separate from it to begin with in a, in a couple of weeks to a month because I am opening up a completely separate business in conjunction with the business because I will be running seven different plants that are different from the five or six that are currently in operation. So, if anything, I'd like to just be a part of the philosophy and the organization and all that stuff. So I'm working a nine to five. So what that means, everybody, is that Mr. Joe, whose eyes are open usually around 5 a.m., I lately, especially ever since I've come off the Suboxone, I've been able to stick around in bed till about 6, 6.15. And what I mean by that is my eyes will definitely pop open 5 o'clock. Now, remember, I am up all throughout the night also to urinate. That is a must Mr. Joe is up at, and as a matter of fact, the, the, the pattern is pretty much close to the same every night. Midnight, I'm up to pee, let's say urinate. Midnight, I'm up to urinate. Two o'clock.
o'clock, I am up to urinate. If I'm lucky, it's 3 o'clock, because that means I got a couple more hours of undisturbed sleep. And then I am up again at 5 a.m. to urinate. So by the time I go back into bed and I check my emails, which I can't help myself but do, sometimes I could doze off again until about 6.15, and then I'm up. Now, and then... I don't have to leave my house technically until 8.30. I leave at 8.20 because I want to be at work 10 minutes early every day. That's just the way that I am. But if I was to wait until 8.30, I would arrive at work on time every single day. So 6.15 to 8.30, there is a lot of stuff that I can do. I mean, it it doesn't take Mr. Joe that long to get ready, especially if I'm ironing my clothes the night before and my wife, what a wonderful woman she is, either preparing my lunch bag the night before or the morning of. So I said to my wife last night, as a matter of fact, it was her suggestion, but we decided that why is Mr. Joe not just getting up in the morning and going to the gym at 5 a.m.? And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and I'm going to start this new routine of me waking up in the morning and going to the gym. Now, here's the bad news. Of course, like anything else, even though I've been to the gym eight zillion times in my life, I had anxiety before I went to bed because I was trying something new the next day. And anytime Mr. Joe is trying something new, it's going to disturb his sleep. So I had a very unsettled sleep to begin with because here I am thinking, i got to wake up at 5, got to make this work, i got to you know, rush around. Really, there is no rushing, but of course my head tells me all these things. So my alarm goes off at 5.05 a.m. To be honest with you, I was kind of already up, and I kind of just watched the alarm go off. I think I was up at 5.02, and I said, oh, let's see what happens here. And I dozed off for literally another minute or two, and by 5.05 I had that horrible alarm sound and it's amazing because my body is adjusted to popping up at 5 a.m. every morning but the one morning where I said to myself I gotta get up at 5 a.m. of course my body was able to shut back down for an additional three minutes and then be woken up by an alarm (laughs) an alarm which I have not heard in probably 15 years because I don't need an alarm there is no need for Mr. Joe to ever use an alarm and I don't know if any of you can relate to that We certainly probably can relate to that when we're in depression. But for the most part, Mr. Joe has not needed an alarm in probably almost two decades. Well, let's put it this way. My daughter will be 15. From the time she was a baby, my, my, um, my rhythm, she would always get up at 5 a.m. And my rhythm, for the most part, has been waking up at 5 a.m., And ever since my daughter was born, I I believe it's called the circadian, uh, something along those lines. I wish I could put you on pause. I don't remember what it was called. It's like the circular or circadian rhythm, something along those lines. It's almost like an inner clock. So if I'm saying the word wrong or remembering it incorrectly... Um, we'll, use, we'll, we'll use the words inner clock. As you can see, Mr. Joe's educational uh, background in terms of certain things, most, most definitely history, <laughs> mathematics, and uh, science. I mean, man, I suck at all that stuff, to be honest with you. Sorry for the curse. 
but um, I think it's called the circadian rhythm, something like that. I know it's a rhythm of some sort, but like I said, we'll call it the inner clock. My inner clock has been a 5 a.m. riser since my daughter was born. So I have not needed an alarm clock for about 15 years. So anyway, I woke up, and of course, from the 5.05 time up until 5.15, I cannot tell a lie, but Mr. Joe said probably 20 times over and over in his head, I need to go back to bed. I can't do this. I'm going to drop dead. There is no way that I can do this. I can't do it. I can't keep my eyes open. I can't get my contact lenses in. My eyes are closed. I'm still tired. I even said to myself, I'm going to wake my wife and ask her what her schedule is like tonight and just go back to the nighttime thing because this is insanity. I can't do it. Nevertheless, I forced myself to keep moving. So about 5.10, I set up a cup of coffee. I went into the bathroom, I washed my face, I brushed my teeth, and I knew that this was not going to be the typical breakfast that Mr. Joe eats, which is usually egg whites and an avocado, and listen, I don't want to get into that right now, but I knew that that was not going to be the way it is. I'm going to have to eat some kind of a protein bar and chomp on that from the house on the way to the gym. So my coffee's being made, I'm getting ready, I'm still miserable, but when I walked out, And I started to get dressed with my clothes, of course, that I prepared the night before. I had a pair of sweats and a shirt ready to go on the bedroom chair near the computer. And I popped those puppies on. And before you knew it, I actually felt all right. And when I got into the car and started driving, it felt really, really, really good to get into that car and drive to the gym. And by the time I got there, yeah, I was weak. I was tired. You know, obviously in the morning, you're not up yet. You're definitely going to be less energized, I I, I would imagine, than having all that time to recover and energize yourself throughout the day. But uh, it wasn't so bad. Once I got moving, and I could probably be wrong, but it's very possible that the morning is probably the best time to work out. I know the nighttime would always make me manic, and then I wouldn't be able to sleep. So... um, I was hoping for the same effect in the morning in the sense where it gets my body moving and gets my body going. And I got to tell you, it absolutely did. And I feel like a million bucks today. And I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again. And the best news of all is my wife, who only had one um, clinical case to go to at 530 when I get home, she just texted me a little while ago and she said, great news. So-and-so's mom canceled, and I don't have anywhere to go. So when I go home, I can spend time with my wife and my son uninterrupted, nobody leaving. We'll have a nice dinner. We can walk the dogs, which is another thing I want to get into because I need to give you guys some ideas. Those of you who are not working out, I need to talk to you about some of this stuff. I know I'm all over the place here, but I don't expect everybody there to work out. If you don't, I highly advise you to get into exercise. I cannot begin to tell you how exercise has saved my life in more ways than you can imagine. Namely, when I used to go through withdrawals of opiates or even Suboxone or even cocaine for that matter, when I would go through those mental withdrawals, when I would go through those opiate withdrawals in terms of the physical and mental aspects, 
exercise would always get my opiate receptors going again. It would, it would activate the dopamine and the serotonin. And believe it or not, that's why we get so addicted to those drugs because those are the same chemicals that are affected when we do drugs. And when we do them, we deplete all of those natural chemicals. And the only way to get them back really is to, is to exercise. And when the very first time I came off Suboxone, I will never forget, I would wake up and cry every single day. And the only way I would stop crying is I'd go outside and I'd run or I'd walk and I would temporarily f be fixed. I really would. And then unfortunately it would go away and I'd have to run again. And I don't want to get into that nightmare. Um, but clearly I made it through and I'm still alive. Now, listen, just for, for everybody out there, and, and this doesn't even just relate to bipolar disorder. Everybody out there, any kind of human being, I would say it's safe to say that a, a routine will always provide that sense of stability and security and it will promote success and that feeling of achievement. Now, for the person with bipolar disorder like you and I, or even some kind of a mental illness, but more related to the bipolar disorder, I believe that maintaining that daily routine is vital. It's vital to normalize our moods. And I don't always follow this advice, believe me. It's very hard to follow this advice when you are within one of your moods. That is not the time to try to do this, I have news for you. Because if you're depressed and you're listening to this right now, you're telling Mr. Joe in your mind to go screw himself. You notice this? I've used two curse words thus far. and It goes to show you that I'm manic, and I don't like what's happening here. Or in a good mood from working out, whatever that might be. So, for those of you who are depressed or potentially abusing drugs, you may say, you know what, Mr. Joe, I have no desire to go exercise. But those kind of days where you have all types of surprises and stressors, those are the days that you have your bipolar episodes triggered. And you get into that pattern and constantly triggering those episodes, you're never going to find a way to, to get that routine. So I believe following some kind of a daily schedule is helpful. And, you know, I talked about that uh, rhythm before, circadian rhythm. God, I hope I'm saying that right. I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Somebody had... I actually... I thought back to one of my old psychologists, um, or it was a drug counselor, I believe, not a psychologist. I went to some inpatient program. Many, I've been to so many programs, but one of the very first ones I attended, I remember a drug counselor talking to me about why I liked Oxycontin and what it did for me. And he started talking about that particular rhythm. So I'm going back to 2005. I believe, thinking along the lines of what he said, a circadian rhythm, if I'm correct. But let's, again, we'll call it the inner clock. And basically what that means is every single person, yourself included, we are all attuned to that light and dark cycle that makes up our day. So when we adhere to that like day-night cycle, what's the most important thing? The most important thing 
is the appropriate amount of sleep or rest. And when we get the sleep and the rest that we need, that improves our mood and our function. And that really happens from the moment we open our eyes. And I felt that today, that by waking up and and popping up and doing something like I really used to do for the last 15 years, subtract the last year or so of my life, I've been out of that that routine of waking up and doing in the morning for quite some time but I but I did do for a very long time I did get up and do things may not have always been the um, gym but I always had something I always had some kind of a routine or at least I tried to have a routine because by managing those sleep cycles and getting your body adjusted to wake up and go to sleep at a certain time especially that waking up would be helpful in managing that mood and the symptoms throughout the day. So I guess you would call it a predictable sleep cycle, which is, again, going to sleep the same time every night and waking up the same time every day. Because in my opinion, everybody, sleep disturbances are probably the chief cause for those manic episodes that we have. And if you don't get the proper amount of sleep, I know for me, it would oftentimes trigger my mania. So if anything, if we could try to go to bed and wake up at those set times, we're, we're definitely ahead of the game. Last night, I said to myself, you know what, Mr. Joe? Your bedtime is no later than 9.30 p.m. And that's late for Mr. Joe. But lately, I've been sticking around a little bit later, I feel like, watching certain shows and you know, nodding off. I don't really like to nod off to TV anymore. I do like to listen to headphones. And I do like to listen to podcasts at night. They help me fall asleep. But if we go to bed and wake up at set times, it, 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 it really helps the mind. It makes, it basically, this will mean making choices. And especially if you're a significant other or maybe your kids, if you've got older kids and they're hanging around. I mean, if they aren't headed to bed at the same time and everybody's not headed to bed at the same time, you have just made that choice of giving yourself a bedtime. And eventually your body will conform to a sleep schedule if it is routinely followed each and every night. So 9.30, Mr. Joe is going to bed every night. I don't care. Or at least... 9.30, I will pop in my headphones and start to listen to whatever podcast that may be. And I can almost guarantee you by 9.40, you will absolutely see Mr. Joe out for the count. So what do we have to do in order to get to bed? Well, I would say you have to help yourself to unwind. Prepare for that sleep. Now... It's not happening to me yet, but it is the longer I get into this pattern of going to bed at 9.30 and, and I fall into an evening-slash-nighttime pattern, I know my body is going to get that signal that bedtime and sleep are on the way. Mr. Joe, start yawning, and I'll know. I'll know. And, guys, I don't care if your habits are watching TV. That's okay. You know, do it. Do it for a set amount of time and and know how long you're going to watch and when you're going to turn that TV off. Some of us like to read. I used to be a big fan of that. I don't do that anymore. Uh, But there was a time in my life when I read. And and I'll tell you, that gets you very tired. You know, get into that routine of doing something 
to prepare for rest so that you know when that particular activity is over and done with, the next thing that you're going to do is sleep. Now, you can throw some other stuff in there, like personal habits, such as brushing your teeth. Uh, women out there could brush their hair before they go to bed. If you shower at night, uh, that's a great thing. I don't shower at night. I shower in the morning, but I do wash my face all the time. So there's nothing wrong with that. Watching my show and then washing my face washing my show dear god believe it or not though i actually like to wash my face before i do anything that will prepare me for rest such as watch a show because i am so ocd that i'm afraid i will forget to watch wash my face if i'm too tired so i always do that for mr joe i always like to do those those um daily living skills or body maintenance things before i pick and choose what my routine is going to be and again, for Mr. Joe, it's, it's usually watching a TV program or listening to that podcast. But you best believe that I wash my face before that. Um, and the only thing that will keep me awake, really, other than watching a television program that I'm really into, is anxiety. That's it. Well, let me tell you something, guys. If you are anxious before you go to bed, you're going to be in big trouble. So you've got to find a way to have your brain deal with the anxiety. In, in some form or another. And even if that is letting it go, and what I mean by that, and I don't just mean simply saying goodbye anxiety, maybe you have to do what Mr. Joe does, and that's get an app on your phone and write in the app how you're feeling each and every night. You know, write down your concerns, write down what you're anxious about, and then close the app. I don't care if you do it with pen and paper. I know this sounds silly, but guys, I believe me, it works. I give this advice to some of my students with diagnosed with ED, emotional disturbance. I used to tell them to do this all the time, to let that anxiety go, write it down before you go to bed. And, and know that once it's on that paper, it's out of your mind, or in that app, it's out of your mind because you need to sleep and you will address that issue at another time. And that's it. And, and listen, if it keeps going, people don't believe me when I tell you this, but I got to tell you, man, that breathing exercise is really, really awesome. And I don't mean you have to change the way that you breathe. That's not what I'm talking about. Just simply give that breathing your full attention. Count each breath. Inhale and exhale. Count to ten. And keep doing it until you feel really like you're in finally hitting that peace that peace moment it, it, it helps it helped me when I was going through my interview process when I was coming off Suboxone so really guys try breathe in breathe in through the nose breathe in throughout the mouth hold it for 10 seconds hold, hold it for 5 seconds if you can but just do it in a, in, a, in a way where you are just concentrating on breathing. It's the only thing that should be in your mind. For me, uh, like I said, podcasts are the thing that put me to bed. That's what puts me to bed. Maybe Mr. Joe puts you to bed. Maybe every night you have to put on Mr. Joe and make that part of your daily routine. And I'm not trying to sell my podcast to you, believe me. 
because clearly you're already listening, but maybe this is what has to go into your eardrum at night. Get yourself an old pair of headphones like Mr. Joe has, ones that you don't want to ruin. You make them your nighttime headphones and listen. Listen, and I, even if it's music, maybe soft music. So you got Mr. Joe or soft music in your ear. I use it in my ear in a headphone because my wife wants to kill me when I listen to certain things that she's not interested in hearing and it wakes her up. But if you find some music or a podcast that relaxes you, it will relax your whole body without engaging your mind. Basically, your mind doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to work. I'm not into the whole singing songs, listening kind of thing, you know, lyrics because I feel like that is kind of a distraction. So, if you can, stay away from that. Just make it some, like, nice, soft, soothing music. Again, Mr. Joe likes his podcast. Now, one thing that I also know that helps me, and this may be part of Mr. Joe's obsessive-compulsive disorders, or let's say Mr. Joe's obsessions with being clean, I like to protect where I sleep. And what I mean by that is I need to have a very inviting night's sleep in my bedroom. And that means I have to have my pillow fluffed up. (laughs) I have to have clean sheets. I'm not saying you have to wash them every single day. That is not what Mr. Joe is saying. But make sure that they are clean and washed and they smell nice. Make sure the temperature in your room is the right temperature. Listen, Mr. Joe has to sleep. I'm usually freezing Okay, all day, every day, but at night, I like to get under those blankets and I put the air conditioning on. And even when it's um, colder out, I don't like to sleep with the heat because I wake up all kinds of stuffy and I feel like horrible in the morning. So I like to make that temperature and that entire bedroom environment a pleasant atmosphere. Get rid of the cell phones, guys. And Mr. Joe has to figure this out. How you know every night that I get up to urinate, guess what I do? I take my cell phone with me. And I've made jokes about this before. That one night I am going to drop my cell phone into a toilet. But those ambient lights, I'm telling you right now, they are a distraction. Make sure computers are shut down in your room. Even digital clocks really shouldn't be in there. I mean, I know we 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 all need them to wake up sometimes. But make it if you could lower the light on them that'd be great get that television off put a sleep timer on i'm telling you as much as you may think you need it and mr joe used to think he needed that television to go to sleep every single night but i made sure that if i did fall asleep to the television i had a sleep timer on because you don't want that thing running in the background while you're sleeping it is extremely extremely distracting and does not make for a very good night's sleep But the truth is, you know, here I am talking about that um, inner clock. I'm not even saying the word in fear that I've said it wrong 10,000 times already. But if we're talking about an inner clock and having our nights and days in a routine, well, think about it. Even a small amount of light can actually, in my opinion, confuse the body. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I mean, maybe I'm being a little far-fetched here. I'm I'm grasping for straws, I don't know. But I would think that that has something to do with it because when I look at that cell phone, man, I am off the wall. I really am. It makes it very difficult for me to get back to bed. 
it's hard. It, it really is. And, and I got to tell you, you know, we talked a little bit about nighttime and getting to bed and having that routine. But just as important, just like Mr. Joe had today, I went to the gym, and it's important to have that routine during the day as well. Now, if you got a job, you already have a routine built in. I needed to build in a exercise regimen this morning as part of my routine. Because here's the truth, everybody. Having unstructured time throughout the day absolutely 100% will lead to a depressive state of mind for people with bipolar disorder. That happens a lot when we have part-time jobs, believe it or not, because we have unstructured time. So if you're not working right now, or if you have a part-time job, the times when you are home alone or home with your family, you got to make them structured. You have to develop some routines. And I mentioned before walking my dogs. Believe it or not, after dinner, that helps me also wind down a little bit before my final wind down, maybe before a TV program or before a podcast. If weather permits, I like to walk the dogs. That it that can be part of the routine. Guys, if you are dealing with a drug addiction of some sort, a recovering addict, recovering alcoholic, find some meetings. I'm telling you, they're out there. There are no excuses. If anything at all, make it part of your routine just to simply avoid that depression. Go. They're around there. They're out there during the day. You could attend them. You know, have a family member that you can talk to each and every day. I look at my wife and I say, oh, I don't know how she does it. She maintains her sanity by talking to her mother. <laughs> it would drive me absolutely crazy if I had to talk to mine every day. But I believe, and although she doesn't have bipolar disorder, she makes that part of her daily routine. So find a family member that you call each and every day at the same time. Clean your house. I don't care. That's energy. That takes energy. That takes effort. Come on, most of us want a clean house out there. Most of us are living with some kind of a of an obsessive-like feeling where we want cleanliness. So do it. Clean. Make a set time every single day where you can clean. You gotta you gotta work things into your day and almost like even if you have to, and we're usually not this cognitively gone where we have to write these things down. But maybe in the beginning you do, just to give yourselves a reminder or just throw some reminders in your cell phone to let you know, boom, up oh, today is, now it's time to walk the dogs. Now it's time to go to my meeting. Now it's time to go onto my computer and search for a job. Now it's time to have a cup of coffee. That's fine. I'm okay with that. As long as you're embedding a routine into your day, that is a healthy way of living. And obviously working would probably be the best way to develop a routine in combination, in my opinion, with exercise. But again, I know I can't have everybody out there doing that, and I don't expect you all to follow those suggestions. So if you can follow the other suggestions, that would be helpful for you to avoid some of these mood swings and ultimately keep us on schedule to take our medication because taking our medication is another part of having a healthy routine. And I don't care whatever it takes to regularly take your meds 
You make sure you do it. I don't care. You got to put a cell phone alarm on like Mr. Joe's been doing his entire life still with those pillboxes out. And I've already given you my insane way that I go about reminding myself to take medication each and every day. But I make sure that I do it. I do because, listen, bipolar disorder for you, for me, it can make a person feel like a victim to their own emotional ups and downs. How many times have you felt like a victim to your own feelings? How many times have we lost control over our own moods and feel like we're losing our minds, we're going crazy? If a routine will allow you to regain some control over those mood swings, something as small as a daily routine, and I'm telling you, it works. Something that small can allow us to gain at least a little bit of control over those mood swings. Bipolar disorder, the entire premise of the disorder is the fact that we can't control when we are up and when we are down. And if Mr. Joe is telling you that a routine of some sort can help you gain just a little bit of control, if not a lot of control, over your mood swings. Isn't that remarkable? Remarkable. What a difference we can make in our lives. The, 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 the great lengths that we go to to make sure that we are in control of our mind, yet so many times we lose control without, without any warning a lot of times. But if we just do something as small as following a daily routine, maybe, just maybe, we can be in charge a little bit more of our minds and be in control of our bipolar disorder and not let it control us. If you are living with a mental health disorder and you're doing well, I ask you right now to continue to work hard each and every day. If you love somebody or you care about somebody with a mental illness or an addiction for that matter, please continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, if you're having a hard time, please, I ask you to keep battling, keep fighting, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day.